0: And I'm not, we don't need the music, so we'll just go ahead and do segment one all over. We're going to start segment one all over again. So we're okay. And when you when when we get into this, <coughs> scroll this up a second, Carly. I want to see where where we get to the charts and stuff. Okay, good. So as we get to this stuff, start at the top when we start, and then we'll, we'll roll. We'll you know Matt will ask you to roll down a little bit, and you can just go down into these 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 uh, bar graphs and whatnot. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Segment one once again. <clears throat> Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring the three E's. Educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Mullen Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. We have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.0048897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. You ever have a question or an idea for our program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again that's 702-203-1165. Today on our very first program of the year, we have my partner, Matt Mullen. Welcome, Matt.
1: Hello, happy new
0: year. Happy New Year to you. Hey, let me give them your license number. Your license is BS0143340. BS is not being what you think it does, people. It's broker salesman. Okay, just to so you know. Okay. Um, glad to have you back, Matt. Listen, um, 2023 was an interesting year. A lot of people uh, have uh, mixed feelings about what it was. 2024 is going to be another interesting year. Real estate's always interesting to me. I don't know about you.
1: Well, at least in in Las Vegas it has been. It's (laughs) supposed to be boring. It's supposed to be (laughs) slow, stable, steady. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, But the first thing we want to talk about is that you had this blog uh, last month and we were talking about. There's a lot of people out there who see another crash. and, And, you know, on this program we talk about this all the time. Uh, I see I see Asians go on TV and talk about, sell now before the prices go, you know. What's the reality, though? what's the data show, though? Let's talk about
1: that. Yeah, well, what, what I found interesting um, going through this, this blog we put together is the disconnect between the general sentiment based on headlines, and Fannie Mae did a survey where 23% of consumers believe prices are gonna crash in the next 12 months. Yeah. One in four people believe prices are gonna crash in the next four months. If that's the belief, I you know it's gonna it's gonna slow down the market a little bit. Yeah. However, the data says a little bit different. Indeed. And while a lot of people talk about 2023 was just such a tough year, um, fast change causes pause and fear. Right. And so I think there was a lot of fear out there. But this recent survey um, by Pulse does a survey housing pricing expectation survey that we have all the data in this blog post. Mm-hmm. Um, One hundred experts were surveyed experts that are a lot smarter with data than me we're not even talking about you know and matt's
0: pretty good with data
1: I'll say. <laughs> we're talking about um economists and yeah, yeah. you know head of predictions at major banks and right. um a hundred of the experts project housing prices will rise over the next five years yeah you know just slower slower rates normal rates
0: right which i love i mean yeah. people have, if they've listened to the show they've heard me say this if we could choose an appreciation rate, we would choose somewhere between 3 and 5% a year. If we could choose it. We don't get to choose it. It just happens. Yeah. But if we could, that's what we could do. And interestingly enough, I think that's kind of what they're projecting. Yeah. Go ahead and scroll yeah. up a little bit, Carly.
1: Yeah, over the next five years, the, uh, the combined go. forecasted growth rates from 100 experts... You said three to five percent. Look at that: three point three percent in twenty twenty three, two point one percent in twenty twenty four, three point two, three point seven, four point one yep. over the next five years.
0: That's yeah, you know, all, all green, all green, yeah. all up, up at a reasonable number, a number that, as a realtor, you know, people might think realtors. I'd love to see ten, twenty percent. No, we love this is
1: ideal, right, right, right. And and you know, when I when I I'm always. I'm always hesitant when I hear experts predict, even <laughs> even though it's a, looks like the most credible source yeah. of information. Um, ultimately, it's driven; it's really local. Yeah, first of all, Indeed. you know, neighborhood local, Las Vegas local. Yeah, and ultimately driven by supply and demand. So, maybe one of the things we can get into a little bit next is what's behind. What are the real numbers locally for Las Vegas as it relates to what's impacting supply and demand that could. You know, the, yeah. play into these projections.
0: Indeed, because these projections are, these are national projections. These right?
1: are national projections, right. but, yeah. Yeah. you know, Vegas doesn't do anything halfway. Yeah. And indeed. <laughs> indeed. So indeed. our trends have typically been a little bit more uh, aggressive. Right, than higher. Than yes. But on yeah. both ends.
0: On both, yeah. We either go further down or further up. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. We've seen that historically here. Um, you know, when you, and, and here's the thing I, I want to emphasize to you guys is that this market does not present itself as one that's going to be anything like. 2007, 2008. 2000. It's not that. I, I can't emphasize that enough. The, the, uh, the conditions in our market have nothing are nothing like then. Nobody's bought a house in the last, I'm going to say, 15 years now, uh, without being thoroughly vetted by their lender. The state of Nevada requires it now. So, believe me when I tell you, there's no one out there signing signing a piece of paper and buying five home. This is not happening. That just doesn't happen anymore. So, having said that, let's continue on with your your blog post. Go ahead and scroll down a little little more, Carl. Let's see what else we got here. Um, okay, so the, so okay, let's talk about what that means. So that that appreciation. This is an interesting little bar graph.
1: Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, one of the ways I look at this 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 right here is actually projecting if those Price movements right. hold. If they're accurate, yeah. What does that actually mean for wealth? If you over the next five years, if you bought a four hundred thousand dollar home in January of twenty twenty three, right now, mm-hmm. what does that mean for your equity and uh, net worth in the home over time? Right. It says seventy one thousand purely based on those price projections. What this doesn't even take into account is the fact that you are paying down the mortgage every single month with your payment. Right. Right. There's another twenty five thousand in equity build. Right so when i was running the math on this particular you know two to three percent projections that's a hundred thousand in equity build over a five-year hold period awesome Um,
0: yeah so if you bought your house this year you paid four hundred thousand for it and and these projections hold true by 2028 because of the compounding of these appreciations your home's going to be worth 471 but the what you're saying is the additional effect of that is that you've already bought your principal down wherever it was and that additional Twenty five thousand or thirty thousand yeah. dollars gets on top, of that. Yeah. so you really appreciate by you, your your equity increases by about a hundred thousand.
1: Prices could go nowhere, and you're still going to and, st- and you're at whatever you paid down the mortgage over five years, which in this in this particular example about twenty five thousand dollars.
0: Yeah, you and I you and I talk about this all the time, and we preach the the idea that that time real estate and time is always good. Over time, real estate is always good, even in the worst market we've ever seen. You know. Here I am a realtor. And I built my house in 2006. Yeah, you, you guys have been around here know know what that means. Um, and now I'm thrilled with where we are. You know, I, yeah, we could have done this or that, you know, but we're we're in a great position. We bought in 2006, and and now we're sitting pretty, having endured that that awful market. We're still sitting pretty, but but that's that's the uh, that's the anomaly, and nobody is predicting that. So I, I think that's great, um, Carly. Let's go ahead and scroll down just a little bit more. Let's see what else we got on our our. our
1: Well, I think, yeah, and I I think one of the things, you know, to dig a little bit deeper, what, okay, do do I believe the experts or not? Everything, all prices in local real estate is driven by supply and demand. Absolutely. So one of the things I like to do is look a little bit further at the local numbers, specifically on both sides of the equation. Okay. Prices go up when we have low supply and high demand. Right. Prices go down when we have high supply and low demand. Right. So on the supply side, low supply is good for prices, right? Which is part of what's being factored into these projections. Clearly, <clears throat> in, in in Las Vegas, I mean we're I don't know the exact stat on this one, but we're we were something like a decade behind on new home builds, right? Based on the population growth yep. and and our historical standard, I think the stat I saw on, on new permits is seventy one hundred new home permits for twenty twenty three is okay. the projection, which is down 12% from last year. Wow. And on top of that, peak, that's about 500 and change a month, average over a 12-month period. Right. Peak, we were at 1,100, 1,200 a month. Oh. So when you're thinking about supply, we're, 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 it's a little constrained on the new construction side. There's building going on, but it's more yeah. measured. Right. And
0: uh, Yeah, builders aren't specking homes like they did right. back then. They're just not doing it. There's no reason for them to do it. They, they do better not specking right.
1: homes. Right, so what, what could impact supply? New construction, well, that seems to be in control. Resale, homes getting on the market. There's only 5,500 as of this morning, not 24,000 when we were way oversupplied back in the, yeah. you know, in, the in the last cycle. Right. And... What are the things driving that? We got a a lot more rentals owned. We've got uh, low rates in mortgages. We've heard these trends. These are all things contributing to the likelihood of these projections, controlled supply.
0: That's it. So you've got low supply and low demand, which has kind of balanced the market a little bit. But it's so that, that, therefore, prices haven't really moved at all hardly in the last six months. They've been kind of right about that 450 median price for single family. They haven't moved hardly at all. Hey, listen, we're coming up on our first break. We're going to run a couple of quick commercials. We're going to come back. Matt and I got so much more to talk about, guys. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. That was great.
1: Yeah, I'll address the demand side when we come back and say, well, that was the supply side. It's controlled. Now on yep. the demand side, okay. you said it was low, but here's all the pressures pushing it.
0: That's it. Yeah.
1: Yep. Okay.
0: <coughs> great, 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 great. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're getting good yeah. fee- fee- feedback? Okay, yeah. All right. All right, let's go segment two. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio with my partner, Matt Mullen. And we were talking about uh, 2023 and 2024. We talked about um, the the supply side a, a little bit. Now right. let's, let's talk about the other the, the other element to, to pricing, which is the demand side. So what's going on with that?
1: Well, right, well, you know, we got uh, all this mixed these mixed projections. We got 100 experts saying prices are going to go up. So we're, yeah. we're digging in a little bit on supply and demand. So right. We just talked relatively controlled supply makes that a higher likelihood that those things happen. Well, right. let's look at the demand side. It is down, however, it is strong. Indeed. And... And what are the factors? Part of me actually even having this knowledge was it drove me insane that I didn't understand what was actually moving prices <laughs> in the real estate market. So I was like, right. I need to understand these numbers. Yeah. And on the demand side of the equation, we have so many tailwinds into Las Vegas pushing us forward. That, that article that you found about California influx kind of moving into, I did a little bit more digging and mm-hmm. right now, right now. Las Vegas is adding 115 residents a day. Is the uh, uh-huh. is the number I saw 115 new residents a day? Right. They're projecting, which I didn't even realize until I started researching a little bit more, that that's going to grow to 153 a day by 2026. Because right. a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, population growth slowing." I saw an article that said the Zoom cities like. You know, where people relocating for, for mm. remote work or right. starting to slow down the growth rates because companies are calling people back to work. Las Vegas has so much more going than just that yeah. when it comes to um, population growth and jobs with people leaving California. But they're projecting, which I didn't realize, 3 million people by 2040.
0: Yeah. and, which... and <laughs> when... Yeah, Carly just, Carly just fainted. <laughs> she just fainted. we got to wake her up over there. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, when I, when I moved here in 93, there were 700,000 people in the valley. I mean yeah. think about I mean that's nineteen that's not that long ago guys. Yeah. You know, look at where, where we're at
1: what are you at? Two point two five. Two point yeah. two
0: right now. Yeah, so we're gonna grow by another eight hundred thousand yeah. uh, by twenty. Grow
1: more. by the size of the city when you moved here. Again. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. So that, 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 that fuels demand. That fuels demand. Constant population growth fuels demand. Yeah. I mean the trends we've you talked about the trends in that article talked about people right. seeking um, more favorable climate, retirees. Um, seeking a f- more favorable tax environment, you know, the, all, all the all the major reasons that people are moving to Nevada. But one thing that I saw interesting mm-hmm. about how this is good for the real estate market in particular is I saw a quote in that article from, I believe, Jeremy Aguero at Applied Analysis who oh, talked yeah. about this population growth of retirees and the aging population is really strong for the local economy because they're moving, they're moving with more wealth, yep. they're, they're spending money locally, and they're not taking up a job, and they're creating more jobs. So not only is population growing, jobs are growing.
0: It's an interesting point, and Jer- and I we, we love Jeremy when he brings these stats because he always looks. At, he, he's like you; he looks at data. Let's, let me look at the data, and he looks at it. And that's one of the things that has always puzzled me about unemployment here in, in Nevada is that they always give us a kind of a a, wor- a lesser score on unemployment. But I think part of that is because of, of what percentage of our po- population is retired.
1: Exactly right. Yeah,
0: you know, so I think that that's an impact, and, and so they say, "Oh, you, Nevada has the highest un, you know unemployment in the, in the nation." Yeah, well, because half our people aren't working, and they don't want to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and interestingly, those, those that are, this is another co-star um, came out with a report on jobs that said the quote was, "We are fully recovered in hospitality and gaming employment." Uh, Pre-COVID, the industry lost sixty-eight percent employment overnight through COVID. I said they, they said sixty-eight percent of the jobs disappeared early through COVID. Right. The pre-COVID peak employment number was two hundred ninety-two thousand jobs. We have ten thousand more than that right now. Wow! So and ten thousand more jobs than than pre-COVID levels.
0: And the casinos are looking for help right now. I mean, they, there's if you if you wanted a job in, in hospitality and it's there, You, right. you They're they I mean. Just opened the Fountain
1: Blue. I mean, I saw that sixty five hundred Fountain Blue, sixty 6, five hundred employees at wow. Fountain Blue is what they were targeting, and then Durango Station fifteen hundred. There so you just go. Two pro- two projects, oh, just two projects, eight thousand. Yeah. new jobs created. Yep, um,
0: amazing. You know, I, look when I when and, and these are all impacting demand,
1: the demand side. They're yeah.
0: d- impacting the demand side. So the other thing, the more obvious element to me is is, is how interest rates are going to affect demand too. What a big, big part that's going to be, because they just started to come down a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're seeing them creep down. Look, you know, I, I, Matt doesn't like to, to predict things, but I'm going to predict something <laughs> here, and, because I, I love predicting stuff. Even if, And most time, I'm right. I'm not always right, but most time, I'm right. As interest rates come down, I predict demand will go up.
1: <laughs> yeah, well.
0: <laughs> How about that? I, I just think, look, there's people out there who have been sitting on the sidelines waiting for those interest rates. But here's the thing I want to caution you guys about. I don't see us getting to 3% again. I just don't see that happening because that happened as a result of a, of a worldwide pandemic and, and, the, and the economy required that to keep things moving. Unless, God forbid, we have another pandemic, I just don't see us getting down to those numbers. Now, Anything, you know, historically the median mortgage rate in the United States was six and change or seven, somewhere around there. That's So we're right where we are normally. Yeah. The problem really is because people are comparing it to what we had two years ago, and they're saying, oh, my God, it's double what it was. Yeah, okay, I understand that. But as it starts to uh, stream down just a little bit, I just see demand, that impacting demand as well.
1: Right, if you visualize, and this is, this is part of the... Uh the fun and the stress of the Las Vegas roller coaster <laughs> yeah. is if you look at that long-term trend line of mortgage rates, housing prices, rents, et cetera, there is a very clear long-term trend line. We just flew over it, dropped under it, went over it, yeah. we're, we're, but, the, um, but the swings have reduced slightly, and we're pretty close to on it.
0: Right. If you just take that line and show the, the progression up and there's a sine wave going around it, that's what's happening, but it's still moving in the right direction and it will continue to do so. Historically, we know that. That's the way it works. Um, okay, so look, we, we, we've talked about supply. We've talked about demand.
1: Well, maybe, and and let's talk about the other sides of these things because um, the risks. I, I hear a lot of people say on the demand side, yeah, but you're you know, affordability is an issue. Well, yeah. you know, there's, there's, uh, that, that works on both sides, mortgage purchase and rents. You know, rent growth has sure. been pretty. Uh, rents have softened. They I, have. Uh, you know, I think I saw, I think it said 4% in Vegas last year, but right. 4% softening in rents is what, less than a coffee a day? It's nothing. You know? Yeah,
0: it's nothing. <laughs> Based it, on the appreciation they had over the previous three years, it's ridiculous. It's, it's still, they're still way up.
1: Right. And then you hear, yeah, but you guys are going to run out of water. <laughs> yeah. So I've heard, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um,
0: we have Bronson Mack on all the time from Southern Nevada Water Authority. He comes on, and talks about our water situation. Our water situation here in Vegas is better than any of the surrounding states. Um, period. Because we, you know, first of all, we've got the straw and yeah. <laughs> Lake Mead. So if the water get, ever gets to a level where, it's – and last year it's gone, it's it's been improved.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, the water. So this surprised me. They they actually relaxed our water shortage tier status yeah. from tier 2 to tier 1 which gives us a little bit more yeah. I'm not going to you know I'm not the water expert is going to talk in acre feet etc but the <laughs> stat that I saw in that article that, that um, impressed me was we are using less river water right now than in 2002 despite having 750,000 more people yep and um, it's recycling programs it's the it's the agreements and I actually I don't have I don't think, uh. Well. It's probably in that article. I didn't see the quote, but I'll try to paraphrase it. Okay. Um. That they hammered out an agreement.
0: Go up, go up, Carly. Yeah,
1: go ahead. Let's go. They hammered out an agreement in May of 2023. All right. That, um. Mm-hmm. That, that there's a very good chance that Lake Mead will store more water. Mm -hmm. Uh, federally with some federal funds for the whole region. But ultimately, the gist of the article was between last year's snowfall, the recycling programs, Nevada is actually a leader in water conservation. We're the paragon
0: of water conservation in the United
1: States. um, That they essentially have considered the river situation stabilized. How about that? I mean, you love
0: that. Hey, guys, we're coming up on another break. We're coming up on the bottom of the hour. We're going to run a few more commercials. Matt and I got so much more to talk I don't know how we're going to get all this in in one show, but we've got so much more to talk about um, with what's happening in the market right now and what we think might happen in 2024 uh, and, and, of course, reviewing 2023. So, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a moment. Good. Good, good, good. Um,
1: there it is. In May of 2023, Nevada is in California hammering out a plan to conserve at least an additional 3 million acre-feet through the end of 2026 in exchange for $1.2 billion in federal money.
0: Yeah. You know, the legislature just passed the law where where all the businesses have to take out all the graphs now, too. You've got that happening. You've got... Um, yeah. So, I mean, we are. We're the paragon of water conservation in the U.S. People come... They look to us to see how we're doing it. And I think... I don't know if we should talk about this one or not, but I think that they... They also passed some legislation to support those people who are on uh, private septic systems to be to now be on the public sewer, so that their water can be recycled too. And that's that's something that may be coming about. I'm still waiting to hear the, the definitive answers on that because that's one thing. Because all the water we use in our houses gets recycled, but if you have a septic system, it doesn't because it's not going into the sewer. It's not going back to the lake. Yeah. So, and so. But I heard that because it costs a lot of money to do that. Yeah, it's not cheap. They can't afford it. It's expensive. And an individual homeowner would would probably never be able to really afford it. But if the state's going to support it, it's going to help the the water conservation efforts here in Nevada, in Southern Nevada, that'd be something else too. Anyway, all right, let's go to segment three. All right, here we go. Segment three. Well, welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio is my partner, Matt Mullen. Uh, and Matt and I were talking about supply and demand, the things that are impacting pricing, the things that are impacting our market. Uh, we were talking about all the factors influencing demand just now. And then we were talking about uh, water. Was an, It's an interesting topic because everyone who moves here that's, the, that's like the first question I've heard. Market.
1: it. I've heard it over and over. Oh, I'm really concerned that you're going to run out of water. Yeah. So um, yeah. The, I found the uh, actual oh, okay. stat or the quote from that article that I want to just read. It says yes. in May of 2023, Nevada, Arizona, California hammered out a plan to conserve at least an additional 3 million acre feet through the end of 2026 in exchange for $1.2 billion in federal money. That plan stabilized the situation on the river, according to a U.S. Interior Department official. And another set of agreements announced in mid-December would conserve enough water to raise Lake Mead by more than 17 feet. Wow. And last year, the, the lake went up 23 feet. Outstanding.
0: The, yeah. yeah, and i got to point out that based on my knowledge and what I've heard from Bronson Mac in the past, and what we've read about the, the, the Colorado River Pact and the adjustments they've been making of late, that Nevada's always been – we draw the least amount from any state because when, we, when they first wrote that thing, we had seven people living in Nevada. I mean, it was like <laughs> they didn't, we didn't need that much water. But, but, but we still we're sticking to that thing. So the people who were really kind of uh, overusing were California and Arizona. And Arizona, for whatever reason, decided to get into, into crops and things of that nature in the desert, really challenging, using a lot of water. So those states, in essence, owe Nevada because lo- we've loaned them water. Mm. They owe us water. How they're going to pay us? Because if they don't have any water, <laughs> they can pay us. But we're just going to keep the water in Lake Mead. Say, hey, you guys can't have any more because it's ours. You know, yeah. you owe us this. We're going to use it. So, so those who are concerned about water in Las Vegas, honestly, you should be more concerned about water in Arizona and California. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. I, you know, just uh, just to be realistic about it. Those are the states that are really going to be in trouble should things start to go go in the wrong direction again. Let's hopefully they, hopefully they don't. Anyway, so we talked about water. Now, what what else do we want to touch on with? Well,
1: I, one, thing, one thing that I thought is, um, you know, a lot of people, at least I've heard, is, okay, but, you know, I, maybe I'm not concerned about the market. Maybe I actually, either I was concerned, and now I'm not, or I'm just not concerned. I'm bought in. Okay, I'm in. I, I, right. I want to make some sort of move. I want to buy my next house, or I want to um, I wanna own if I don't own, right. but I don't know how. Yeah. Reminds me of my, my move. Yeah, so, let's talk about that. So I was in, uh, we were in our first home, and for many years, I think we bought it in 2003 and then moved, so eight years in Mm -hmm. our first home, and we were about to have our third child. Mm. And I remember thinking, I'm going to live in this house no matter what, forever, (laughs) Warren Buffett style, never selling, never moving. Right, right, (laughs) right. Yeah. And um, Old school, old school. But then I had a friend say, are you really... Are you serious? You're, you're going to have three teenagers sharing a bathroom?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? Whoa. I, I actually think there's a law against that. I'm not sure, but I think there might be a law
1: against that. Um, but when that, when that friend said that, I went and started looking. Mm -hmm. maybe I I wasn't even thinking about buying another home. I was like, we don't have the money right now for another down payment. Yeah. I'm not sure what's going on in the market at the time. If I remember right, I think we were even negative equity in the house we were living in. Wow. Because of the timing of, uh, no, it was before, it was before the change in pricing. Okay, What? No. When I was looking to make the move, we were negative. Yeah. You said it was 2011, 2008, 2011, 2011. Yeah. um, We had negative equity in the house we were living in, but wanted we knew we wanted a different house for way into the future with right, the kids. Right. So I started looking around, started shopping. Well, we were able to borrow from our own 401k, uh-huh. um, get an FHA loan for a primary residence, and ultimately finance the next purchase 100%. No down. Right, right. And, um, and then get the house we wanted. Right for the long term, which we're in now, and we're very happy that we're in this with the three teenagers, thank you to that friend <laughs> but yep. I didn't think it was possible right and 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 the thing that um, was really exciting to me about the whole transition now and I hadn't thought about it is you know you kind of hear well I have negative equity in my current house so I can't do anything, yeah you know yeah and that and you know that wasn't true, and now the situation's reversed because if you think of a worst case scenario um we're now in that same. We still have that house. We turned into a rental. Okay, right. You know, rented Great. it out. Brilliant. Covered the mortgage, even though it was still negative equity. Right. And now um, positive cash flow on the rent. Uh, equity exists in the house. Yes, because you bought
0: know, it down, and time has appreciated the
1: house. And time cures almost, most most yeah. real estate. Absolutely, ills.
0: Real estate and time is a wonderful thing. Um, yeah, so okay, so it's interesting, you rented that house out, so you were able, okay, I, I love that story, because you were able to use an FHA loan with a, a minimal down payment, uh, and that down, down payment basically came out of your, your, your retirement accounts, you borrowed it against the retirement accounts, so you borrowed all the money you needed to buy that house, even though you had negative equity in your existing home. And then over time, both houses rose, so now your your equity position in real estate basically multiplied yeah. essentially as yeah. as the market improved you got even you got double the benefit of the market yeah and so look i think the point that matt and i always want to make to people is when you're when you're thinking about real estate you know there's people out there who are going to be flippers there's people out there who are investors who have a, a strategy in mind and maybe they have some economies of scale that they can make that work but for most of us it's a long term it's a long term investment a long term play think about real estate especially for yourself as something you're going to want to do for a long time and your story reminds me of something that mark stark once told me and we were talking about this, particularly with younger people, younger, if you're younger out there, if you're a younger couple, maybe you just got married, maybe you have one child, maybe you're going to have a, another child, when you buy your house, buy a little bit more than you think you need, because mm-hmm. that's going to save that one move over the course of your lifetime that might save you the cost of transitioning that equity from one home to another. And what you're doing when you move from one house to another is you're just moving that equity from one house into another. And you were moving negative equity <laughs> <laughs> at the time. But that's, that's all you were doing is you're just yeah. moving that equity from one house to another. Okay, so when you do that, you, you, the, the only real true cost is the cost of that transition, you know, the cost the cost of the closing costs and whatever commissions or whatever else you had included. In that, that's the true cost. But that cost dissipates over time and disappears with the equity you're building. So – I love the fact that he said that, particularly about young people thinking about. Look, if you're if you've got if you have two kids and you're and you're saying, well, I'm going to buy a three bedroom house, but you're thinking you might have some more kids. Yeah, you might want to go to that fourth bedroom. You might want to go with a little more extra square feet and a place for the kids to do their homework when they get a little older. Think a little more long term. Then you want to move every three or four years. Right. I, I'm a realtor. I'm not, I shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> I really shouldn't, but I'm saying it yeah. because it's, it makes it makes financial sense. It does make financial sense.
1: Yeah. Well, the alternative is. As what? You know, not enjoying really where you're living, right. feeling trapped, um, zero wealth development over time. You have to pay to live somewhere. Right. You know, unless you're living at home. but Yeah, which a lot of people are. <laughs> um, so you might as well put it in your own pocket.
0: That's it. Pay Pay your own mortgage instead of paying someone else's mortgage. We talk about that all the time. I mean, I think it's important to understand. That as we're getting into 2024, I'm very excited about this year. By the way, I just think that because of, of what we're what we're seeing, we're already starting to see some impact of what's happening with interest rates and other things, and the demand for Las Vegas is, is even though they're saying it's dissipating, it's still very strong. I mean, we got a lot of people moving here every day. Uh, a lot of them from Southern California, it's a lot from Northern California, but a lot of people are moving here for so many reasons: taxes, weather, you know, natural disaster. You know, all of these things are impact, and particularly out of that big state to the west. I mean, that's where they're coming from. There was an article in the paper, just this, what was it, when was this, uh, scroll this up a little bit, Carly, I want to see when this came in, this just came in last, week. Uh, just, uh, you're going to have to scroll up a little bit there, Carly, just, I want to see when this was written. Here we go, whoop, oh, here we go, this was on the 29th, this just, just just last week, so uh, Patrick Blenderhast from the RJ wrote this article about how California is still com- very much coming to Vegas, and that's one of the things that we're seeing as part of that demand element. Right, right. And so that's that's one of the big things we're seeing. Listen, uh, you know, I've got I've got so many more things that I wanted to catch up with you on today as we're starting our first show of the year. Um, and but I also wanted to maybe touch on um, some things that 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 make Las Vegas popular. And, and there was an article in the paper recently. Um, go ahead, and clip to that last one, Carly. That what's new? Let's let's just take a quick peek at that. And there's 24 things to look forward to in Las Vegas. Scroll down just a little bit. I want to see who wrote this one. Uh, that was by Christopher Lawrence at the RJ. He picked 24 things that are happening in Las Vegas in 2024. So let's talk about those when we come back. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We've got one more awesome segment to talk about. So, guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. So what else did you want to catch No, up? I cut. No, you got it? That's I what I think, thought. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, so let's, <laughs> so I mean, you and I can kind of bounce through these. I highlighted a couple things. We're gonna, you're going to have to kind of slow yeah, scroll through no this one. Scroll. You're going to have to slow scroll through this one. So go right to that one. Okay. Okay. Well, like tricky. Yeah, you're gonna have to use use the uh, bar. Yeah. Use the bar. Okay. Yeah, that's where you're gonna have to go. See, so go ahead and scroll down just a little okay, no, that's that's good. Okay, so Oh yeah
1: it's like being tricky Come on. It doesn't want to do mm-hmm. one and two together.
0: Okay, what if you just put your cursor at the bottom and then just click it and it'll just do that little it'll okay. just go one at a time.
1: No
0: get this get rid of that guy. just the... oh go to view Okay you got rid of it. Okay. Just just put your cursor down there. Keep it in there. No, go up a little bit. Right there. And then it'll just do one at a time. Boom, boom, just like that. Okay. Okay. Go back to the top for me. And it'll
1: Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ah! Come on. Okay. Okay. Get rid right of here. Okay, don't do, do that one. Trying to get it a little,
0: little. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, get rid of it.
1: Come on. Yeah. Well, you can only see it on this TV? Yeah.
0: Okay, now get yourself at the bottom of the. Okay, we're going to do that, and then I'll
1: just have to scroll
0: just, down. Yep, just do that. Click there. Just leave it there, and just okay. click, and you'll be fine. Okay. All right, here we go. Segment four. All right, segment four. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. You ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio is my partner, Matt Mullen. You know, and I I say my partner, Matt Mullen, those of you who have listened to the show for many, many years, maybe you caught it or maybe you didn't. Uh, This past year, Matt and I decided to join forces. We merged our two teams together. Uh, and now we are a formidable force here at Berkshire Hathaway <laughs> Home Services. Uh, and I'm so proud to be a, a Matt's partner. He, he's an outstanding agent. has been doing it the right way for a long time. And uh, it just, just it's just, for me, it's been a thrill to be able to join forces with him and his team. Now, having said that, we've been talking about real estate for, for three quarters of the show. Let's talk about a little bit about something else related to Las Vegas. This article that came up. Uh, so, Carly, I'm sorry. Go up just a little bit. I want to give this guy his uh, – uh, from Christopher Lawrence and the RJ. He wrote this on the 1st. This just came out a couple days ago, and it's titled The 24 Things That Happened in Las Vegas in 2024. And I'm going to hit on a bunch of them. I'm not going to talk about every one of them, but I thought we should talk about a handful of them because I think they are pertinent to what's happening here in Vegas. Okay, the first is Formula One. Now, Formula One, are you a, are you a race car fan, Matt?
1: I, I'm more of one than before it came to Las Vegas. Uh, I would, say the, I would yeah. say the
0: same thing to me, <coughs> myself. I've never really followed uh, automobile racing, but this is pretty impressive. And the, the following surprised me it's it kind of F1's followers are like really? Okay, I, I didn't really know that that much about it, but now excited. And they had some bumps the first year, you know. I think whenever you do anything the first time it's going to be a little bumpy, but they're assuring us that next year it won't be nearly that bad. They're saying the next year it's going to be a little bit cleaner. The, the paving's done. It'll last for 6 or 7 years. We don't have to worry about that. And hopefully the downtime prior to and afterwards will be a lot less. Um, and so uh, they kind of apologized. F1 apologized to Vegas said, gee, we're sorry. It was a little bumpy, but that's what it is. So that's the one thing. F1 is we're going to be having that um, again for the years to come. That's going to be here for years to come. The next thing we have in 2024, of course, it's coming up in just a few weeks, is the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Now, in years past, I, I used to comment on the idea because I love football. Everybody who knows, I love football. I'm a big NFL fan if you weren't going to actually go to the Super Bowl, the best place to go to see the Super Bowl was Vegas because you'd come here, you could go to the casino, see the big screens, you could lay a little bed if you liked or whatever. And back, you know, five, six, seven years ago, the NFL really didn't like that very much. They wouldn't even let us advertise. Now they're having a Super Bowl in Las Vegas. (laughs) Holy cow. It's amazing. And my team might make it. They
1: might make it. Carly Anyway um, Silent Crickets yeah. Push your crickets button Yeah that's right Yeah Yeah where is that
0: There we go Okay uh, But my team might make it There you go Alright Okay uh, We got election in 2024 You know the other thing about the election that's interesting Is that we're going to have a, a new mayor this year For the first time in, a, in like a quarter of a century it's, The last name's not going to be the same It's not going to be a Goodman For the first time I mean, it's kind of sad I mean, I think the Goodmans have been good to Las Vegas and good for Las Vegas, but that's the that's happening this year too. Um, they talk about a whole bunch of more dining issue, dining options, more restaurants. A lot of national chains. Whataburgers coming here. Bojangles. I remember Bojangles from when I lived in Baltimore. They were that's a good fried chicken. Um, uh, a Korean grocery store. These, these are nice, you know, food. And they they must know I like to talk about food as well. Um, the Rolling Stones are coming here for their final concert again. <laughs> I love the Stones. And then Bruce. And I love Bruce Springsteen, too. He's coming here. Uh, New residencies. There's a bunch of res... We've had a lot of residencies here for a long period of time, but there's rumors that Celine Dion might be coming back. Um, We've got... uh, Who else? Shania Twain. Uh, We've got uh, Wu-Tang Clan. They're coming here. Uh, So uh, lots of new residencies. You know, one of the nice things about Vegas and the reason retirees like coming here, not just because the taxes are low, but because there's things to do. Yeah. You know? Concerts sporting not sporting events, my goodness there's a lot to do. Uh, the sphere you know when I first saw the sphere Matt the exoskeleton to the sphere, it just blew me away. Yeah. I mean that eyeball looking out at the city was like <laughs> freaked me out a little bit i don't know about you, but that but that that was pretty that was pretty amazing um, okay, so the sphere we got um, celebrity okay, so yeah Blake Shelton's opening up a new venue called all red. Um, Bruno Mars is opening a cocktail lounge at the Jazz Bar in the Bellagio with the Pinky Ring. Uh, he said it would feel like his, his own little penthouse suite, which that'd be kind of interesting just to attend.
1: You know, hearing all, seeing all of this growth and news and names and events, I, because I, I was born and raised here. Right. So I sort of took it a little bit for granted. And then when I lived somewhere else, and I'm, you know, hanging out with someone like, where should we go eat? And they're like, well, there, there's this, there's this restaurant down the road, right. or you know, and it's, they close like, in 20 minutes. Yeah, or they, yeah. Well, we got to get there before closing. Or you know, I'm saying, hey, can we stop at the, uh, you know, at the at the convenience store? Like, yeah. what? They're all closed. Yeah. Like, What do you mean things close? I like, know, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. This is a 24 hour town, and it is. You we get spoiled here for sure. Uh, the Raiders, you know, my goodness, the whole the whole, uh, you know. Patriots West thing experiment kind of imploded this year, so we're going to have a whole new uh, Raiders management team uh, to start again next year. we got the Paris Olympics. The cool thing about the Paris Olympics is, the very first person to make it from the United States was Katie Grimes, right here from Las Vegas, uh, from that swim team, from the Sandpipers. So that's that's pretty cool. That's going to be in 2024. Uh, What else? Um, More sports. We've got uh, the Dollar Loan Center is going to be having... Oh, uh, and the big pickleball... uh, (laughs) thing coming up here the electric pickle there's a big pickleball complex being built here pickleball is so hot yeah it's crazy hot no you're you're a tennis <laughs> guy right <laughs> For now. For now. <laughs> but your, your knees very are saying, hard. On your knees are saying, hey, pickleball sounds pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this was interesting, number 18 in his list. This, this, this caught my, my eye when I was reading this. He said, there, and I'm, let me read this to you guys. There's been a noticeable lack of slide-based entrances on Strip <laughs> ever since Circus Circus removed its sliding board access. So how many of you missed the sliding board access to Circus Circus? I don't know. I don't think, you know, but apparently we're getting one. We're getting, there's a slide, there's a slide we're going to be opening up at an upcoming venue at the Luxor where they're going to have a gaming area where you're going to be able to slide into the venue. (laughs) This is an important element of 20. Carly's excited. I can tell she's, she's, you know, rolling her eyes, you know. There you go. Uh, Let's go to the next one, Carly. What else we got? Let's see what else we got. Um. Uh, we have a new state park. This is actually kind of cool. Up in North Las Vegas, the Ice Age Fossil State Park is being built up there. It's um, a 315 acre park up on North Decatur, and it, they're going to have all kinds of uh, remnants of the fossils that they found up there, uh, including American lions. I didn't know there was such a thing. I mean, I knew it was a mountain lion. I knew it was an American lion, mammoths, camels, camels <laughs> in North Las Vegas, guys. Uh, dire wolves and ground sloths. So they're going to have all that up there. That's going to be coming up this year as well. Um, then coming down, we said they said disco isn't dead. Yeah, I kind of think it is. Um, <laughs> TSA. This is kind of this was this caught my eye a little bit too. I don't know if you knew this. Harry Reid's going to. Uh, they're going to test a self-service transportation security administration screening. So you're going to be able to run yourself through TSA. Mm. Yeah. Carly, yeah, Carly, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. I'm I'm the man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the TROP. Uh, the Tropicana is going to go away this year because they're going to be building the baseball stadium there. Um, and what's interesting, what I read about it here, was they used to describe the Trop as the Taj Mahal of the American scene. Wow. That, tells, that's, that's, that tells you how dated that is. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, look, have you been in the Trop lately? I haven't been there in decades.
1: It's, it's been a while. It's
0: been a long yeah. time since I've been in the Trop. Anyway, it's, I think they're smart to have done this, they donated that land. To the A's, so they could build a stadium, so they could have their their property adjacent to the new baseball stadium. Brilliant, brilliant on their part. Um, <coughs> the Rio's going through a major redevelopment. I think that's nice. That's great. We used to when we first moved here, we used to go to those um, buffets at the Rio all the time. Then I kind of got tired of buffets for a little bit, so uh, haven't done that. Um, and then uh, number twenty-four, the last thing is the train, the bullet train that's going to be going from here to L.A. And that's a big deal. I think Jeremy Aguirre he, he spoke about that too, didn't he? Yeah.
1: They talked about um another mega project, the biggest development in the state's history. Um, adjacent, at, to that. adjacent to that. train. Yeah, Blue yeah. Diamond and, and yeah. the, where the new station's gonna be,
0: which which is it's hard to believe. There's gonna be bigger than the properties we already have are now. Yeah,
1: this whole the the entire list you just went through and all these this project pipeline just kind of haven't haven't been born born and raised here and as a native and just seeing the city evolve and grow it's just so exciting to see constant reinvention constant uh new parties investing capital constant awareness of wow there's so much more to las vegas than gaming yeah and uh both on the lifestyle and living but also in the entertainment and you know it's kind of retaining this top spot as the entertainment capital of the world and one of the things I saw when I was working in gaming before real estate uh-huh. is every time there was, you know, gaming expansions anywhere else in the world, it's just more interest in right. Las Vegas, more interest in Las Vegas. Right. This whole list of new and events, just more eyeballs on Las Vegas. Yeah. And uh, try that.
0: try to think of any city in the world, even though they have gambling, kind of can catch up. Nobody's going to catch up to us, we're, we're so far ahead of the curve in terms of what we provide in terms of entertainment. And now sports. I mean, we're going to be very soon. We're going to be a four sports town. We're going to get basketball, too. It's coming. So, uh, remarkable. Hey, listen, what a fun real estate hour we've had today. I want to thank Mark, our production director. Carly, once again, great job. I also want to thank our outstanding expert contributor today, my partner, Matt Mullen. You've been listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfield. Next week, we have another fantastic hour for you. We're going to have Rick Sennemi here from Equity Title and Stacia Brain here from Old Republic Home Home Warranty. Uh, if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, just call me off there or text me at 702 702- 203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, LV Real Estate Radio. Like and follow us on social media, our handle being at LV Real Estate Radio. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at 11 a.m. right here on 101.5 K Don.